Hey guys, it's Ball Down South Sports Wave. This is our post-game call-in show. UK and Florida just ended about 15 minutes ago. And we're going to go live here for a little bit. And we're going to talk about the game. Uh, i got a couple of people that should be joining me before too long. John Hammonds is going to be the first, I believe. He should be joining me here in a few minutes. Uh, what a big game. Uh, Kentucky played an absolute monster uh, defense in the second half. So, uh, you know, they, they kept the game, kept Florida from scoring. So, you know, they uh, had an absolute monster of a game. I mean, honestly, they uh, they kept Florida from scoring, uh, held Anthony Richardson. May, I mean, you know, I think at one time there late in the game, he only had four yards. Uh, I think he only had four yards rushing there late in the game. Um, he didn't didn't really look good passing the ball all game. They, they made Anthony Richardson struggle. Uh, and the defense was absolutely on fire tonight. So John Hammonds has now joined me. Uh, John, how's that game for you, man? Well, that was something else, wasn't it? Oh, man. I, you know, you got to be happy over that. Yeah, it was, it was a rough one uh, to sweat out, that's for sure. Well, you know, so the first quarter was rough. Um, but, uh, you know, they... They started out kind of rough. Uh, offensive line looked horrible the first quarter. And in the second quarter, we picked it up and started looking better, but our special team snapper, um, you know, was looking pretty shabby there for a while. Uh, uh, you know, the long snapper on the punt went way over his head, had yeah. to take, had to take a safety. Um, and then we uh, missed an extra point. Not really missed. It was a bad snap. He didn't even get to try it. Um, you know, so we, we had a little bit of issues in the, in the, uh, snapping game actually, uh, in the mm -hmm. second quarter, it caused us to be behind 16, 13 at halftime. You know, and I'll say this, you know, the Anthony Richardson, um, you know, hype that was coming into this game, you know, I, I look at it like this, you know, the kids struggled, you know, Florida's a young team. Um, you know, when he made some mistakes, um, especially on the pick six, he, he threw it where I think he thought the receiver was going to go, go long. Instead, the cornerback bid on it. And when he did, he just picked it off and ran in for a touchdown. Um, and I think also too, you know, Kentucky, you got to give credit Kentucky's defense. They had him, they had him all over the place scrambling. They had him, you know, out of the pocket, they had him moving every which way. You know, it was a great, great game plan by Kentucky's defense and what Brad White dialed up this weekend. Man, how big was Jordan Wright in this game, man? I mean, come on Jordan now. Wright played a I huge mean, game. Jordan Wright two days ago wasn't sure he was even going to be eligible. He's been practicing all along, so he was ready to go. But Lord have mercy, uh, the the pick that he had against Anthony Richardson was flat out incredible. I mean, just one handed it 
down to his thigh and, and grabbed it. Uh, you know, just, I mean, point blank range. I mean, it was incredible. It was. And, and I'll just be honest with you, man. Um, the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway I took from that game is how well the front four played. You know, with Dion Walker and uh, he made a big play late in the game. Um, you had he did. on the you had on the line. I think um, what was the one what was the one guy's name? They they mentioned him quite a bit. Um, Justin Rogers was playing in there. Rogers, some. That was that was the other one. Yeah. Um, I felt like the linebackers played good. Um, Afari played decent. Um, I hate that Jalen Geiger got hurt. That that's a tough loss for Kentucky. We probably won't know nothing till probably later tomorrow or Monday. I'd say um, it'll be at least Monday, probably. Yeah, when Stoops does the uh, post game or the pre game for Youngstown State. But I'm going to tell you, I just want to say this: a, a loss like that, I wouldn't say it would have destroyed the season, but it would have dampened expectations. But now you win this game, and you got a couple of games coming up that you can work on things. You know, with Youngstown State and um, Northern Illinois, and then you got Ole Miss on the road. This right here can catapult Kentucky into being a top 15, top 10 team right off the bat. And it, and it says a lot about what the, the culture change that Stoops has done. It, it You know, he's the all-time winning coach now. Um, there's just so much – to be proud of, you know, I remember when Kentucky played when I was a kid and you had Bill Curry as the head coach, and that's not a knack on Bill Curry, but Kentucky just wasn't a football school then. Now they're starting to get players. Now they're starting to get guys that, you know, can make plays, can can outdo the other team, you know, and out-talent them. And you saw the last two to three years, they've out-talented Florida. You know, we've won three of the last five now, Kentucky has. And that says a lot that when you can out-talent a team like Florida, regardless of what shape they're in, coach-wise, coach recruiting-wise, Kentucky never did that. Yeah, they have the series, but Kentucky's gaining ground on some of these teams that they used to lose badly to. Oh, I mean, it's, it's, it's remarkable, to be honest with you. The job – that Coach Stoops and company, and I'm going to give, he's got a couple of guys that's been with him for a long time, Coach Morrill and a couple of guys that's been there with him the entire time. And, you know, they've done an absolute just amazing job building this team up, building the talent, building the culture, building the belief. You know, I mean, it's just amazing. It's incredible, to be honest with you. It is, and and I'll just be honest with you with the with what happened tonight. I'm gonna tell you where Florida lost this football game. They lost it on the pick six, but they lost this game when they when they went for it twice on their own forty, on 45, 40 yard line late in the game. That told me told me that Billy Napier um, had no confidence in his defense whatsoever. Well, you know, the second half of this game, you know, yes, the pick six was six was huge, and that's what got us the lead. And without that, we may not win the game. But 
we wore them down. I mean, Kentucky wore them down in the second half. And, and the defense got tired. Yeah, you we, could see it. Yeah, you, you could, could see, see it, it on the field. I mean, they in the first it. half, we had two rushing yards, and that was it. Um, Cavassier Smoke wound up with 80 rushing yards. Lavelle Wright had 28 or 9. Um, you know, so, you know, in the second half, we the offensive line, I don't know what they did at halftime, what kind of talk they had. I don't know what they changed scheme-wise. I'm not sure. But in the second half, we we controlled the offensive line, and we got some yards on the ground. And honestly, that's what really won this game, I think. And now, listen, I know- listen to this stat. This is amazing to think about. Um, the entire second half, the entire second half, Florida was held to just 91 yards. Yeah, I mean. Florida's last points in this game was was the safety with four minutes and 12 seconds that our punter kicked out of the back of the end zone in the second quarter. That's pretty remarkable. That was the last points. Now, so the last time Florida was held scoreless in the second half was in 2017 against Michigan. That's, that's the last long, time. That's the last time Florida was score, uh, held scoreless in the second half. Ago? Do what? That was four years ago, I guess, wasn't it? 2017 would have been five, oh, five, 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 years ago. five years ago. Yeah, five, five years ago. That was the last time they were held scoreless in the second half. Did you hear the announcer tonight when the true freshman from Detroit, Dion Walker, Joe Tess said? Not on my watch. <laughs> you know, I mean, he just threw that guy. But now, about the second or third play of the game for us offensively, golly, uh, Jeremy Flax just got thrown into um, Will Levis. And, you know, he's 6'6 and like 330 or something. And the dude just, I mean, just shoved and just threw him back there. I mean, that was a. You know what amazed me though is is how they schemed to stop Anthony Richardson. You know, you look at um, you look at last week against Utah and how he ran the ball and how he did the things. And you know, I, I told people last week, I said Kentucky has a little bit more talent defensively than Utah does. That's not taking no slack off on Utah. Utah's got a good football team, but I said you'll see a different type of game from Richardson than you did a week ago against Utah because Kentucky's got a little bit more faster guys on the edge and in the secondary. Well, if you remember, uh, we did a show earlier this week, and I told you that that uh, Brad White had a heck of a scheme against Anthony Richardson last year in that game last year. Now, he didn't start, and he only played – you know, 10, 12, 15 snaps or something in that game last year. But they brought him in that game last year specifically to try to use his legs and to break open some plays. And Brad White's scheme kept him from doing that. And, and tonight you could see there were some plays where Jordan Wright was spying on him. Do you remember a couple of those plays? Yeah, I've seen one where he – he picked it. He picked it off right before halftime. Yeah, and um, then there was one where where he where Richardson 
was rolling out to his right, and Jordan Wright was in the middle, and he was spying on him and watching him the whole time, and he went up and made a play on him and sacked him on the sideline. I don't know. He lost about four or five yards. It was a sack. Um, but normally on those plays, Richardson, you know, takes off, and nobody can keep up with him. Jordan Wright absolutely ran him down in the backfield. I mean, it's amazing. I'm going to tell you, going forward, um, Florida's going to have to work on his accuracy um, going forward because it, it's not real good. I mean, he made a few little hit, hit and miss shots there early in the game, but after that, it was just Kentucky was pressuring him. Um, I felt like the run game – they they done pretty good on the run game. Um, Etn's going to be a really good football player. His brother played at Clemson. Um, I think he's going to be a good um, athlete for Florida. But they're going to have to get things figured out pretty quick because um, they play I think Tennessee in two weeks, and it's just you know. And then they play I think they got they, their schedule softs up. They play South Florida next week, Eastern Washington after. Tennessee, and then they play Missouri. So there's a few wins in there for Florida. But they're going to have to figure out how to get Anthony Richardson to throw the football because Florida's got the players to to make some plays out in the open field because you've seen it tonight. They got guys that can get open. It was just Kentucky had a scheme to, to, to make sure that they stopped them beyond what the line of scrimmage. They was There was a couple of plays where it was second and ten, and Kentucky got to third and four. And then the next, the next play, they done a third and four, and they stopped them on third and four. It was just big time plays. The defense making big time plays, and they made they made it manageable to where they could make stops, Kentucky, and oh, yeah. that was that was the main thing. Yeah, I mean it. You know, second half was an amazing uh, thing to watch. I love at the end that they, they doused. Um, Stoops with Gatorade, um, you know, to celebrate uh, his passing of Paul Bear Bryant at Kentucky as the all-time wins leader. Um, And, again, that's at Kentucky, not overall. But, you know, now he has the most wins ever. Um, And, you know, to see him celebrate that was pretty pretty awesome, to be honest. You know – the Gators were up 16-7 um, at one point after a safety, and Florida had a chance there to really put pressure on it and and score right before halftime. I feel like the interception by Jordan Wright changed the complete perspective of the game. Oh, um, it did. If, if he does not make that pick, I don't think Kentucky wins this game, to be honest. Um, and, and it changed the whole game. Um, that, now there was a few other plays that changed the game, you know, the pick six, you know, and like I said, though, he was really inaccurate tonight. Richardson, he was 14 of 35 for 143 yards. He had two interceptions. Listen to this number. This is what kind of blows my mind. As a runner, he was six rushes for four yards. He had four yards. I, I said late in the game, he had four yards is all he had. That's what I don't understand from a week ago to now. I don't – I mean, because Utah's a really good football team. 
And but somebody say, well, what did they do? What did they do different? I'll tell you what they did different. Kentucky schemed and had a quarterback spy on him and done things that Utah couldn't do. Well, and it worked. And, and on top of that, you know, with the spy, you know, Kentucky has the athletes and the speed now to be able to chase somebody down like that with mm-hmm. with the right angles and stuff, you know. And I tell you something else too with Florida, their depth on defense, um, that was that it continues to be an issue for Florida, you know, because you saw towards the end of the game how they was hands on hips. They was breathing hard. They was they was wore out. They had they had been on the field pretty much all night, and they was just getting to a point to where Kentucky was just running it down their throat, and that's what happens in a, in a game like that when your depth gets really bad and you ain't got a lot of players to throw in and out. Eventually, you're going to wire down. Well, I think that's where Napier is a little short in his first year here. He doesn't yeah, he, he, he doesn't yeah. he doesn't quite have the depth. Uh, no, he's got like I said, and he and he lacks a little talent in the in the back back four in the secondary. Now his front four is really good. You know, Brenton Cox played good oh, for yeah. Florida, and he's got a couple of good linebackers. He does. Bernie's a good linebacker. I think Bernie's a linebacker. Um, Trey Dean made a few plays. He's a he was a Kentucky um, target um, at one point. He's Dean, a senior now. Yeah, Dean's the safety, I think. Um, so. They still lack a little depth. Um, I don't know how that's going to be going forward, but they're going to need plenty of it when they face Tennessee because Tennessee moves the football at will. Oh, I know. And, and Tennessee um, won in overtime uh, this evening at Pitt, 34-27. Uh, Pitt did score late in the game and, and take the game to overtime. Um, but Tennessee scored a touchdown and won 34-27. So, yeah. you know. so it was a fun game. And, and as we look as we look forward to next week, we got a undefeated Youngstown State coming into town. And you know we can't we can't keep our guard guard down. We got to keep it going. We got to keep the momentum going. Um, you know, there's a chance for Kentucky to be four and zero going into going to Ole Miss. So this is a big opportunity for Kentucky to work on things, work on the O-line. Um, and I'll be honest with you, I don't think – I mean, they'll work on things defensively. But if this defense plays like this all year long, they're going to be in every football game. Oh, yeah. I hope Geiger can come back. I hope he's not – And you know, I, Yeah, I hope Geiger can come back. Um, but there's a lot of good freshmen on this football team. Um, that we haven't had in, in the past years of Stoops. There's six, I think, we have six guys on the offensive side of the ball. Um, then you got on the defensive side, you got a freshman starting at nose, nose or maybe the D, D tackle um, yeah. and Walker. Um, Walker's going to be a really special player, but I want to give a shout-out tonight to Dan Key. This kid is a special player. Uh, he made a special play, that's for sure. If they ever get this O-line situation kind of nixed up and and fixed, the sky's the limit for this offense because this offense can move the football um, because they got the weapons. You know, Greg McElroy said it during the game. He said, I didn't realize how 
much talent Kentucky had on at the skill positions. Did you hear that? Yeah, I heard it. And, and he's right. I mean, I think I, and I've been saying all off season, I'm not worried about the wide receiver. Everybody been talking about the wide receiver position. I'm not worried about the wide receiver position. The, the, the left tackle and the offensive line is what I've been worried about on the offensive side of the ball. Defensively, I've been worried about our corners. And other than that, I think this team has just about everything it needs. Now, our corner play has been better through two games, so we'll see how it goes. Um, I think our offensive line, I think we might see Goodwin the next game or two. We got a couple yeah, of games. I think, you know, especially with Youngstown State coming up and Northern Illinois, and that's not a knack on them because they got some really good players. Northern Illinois is – one of the teams to their thinking can win the Mac. Right. So, and this, and this would be a good opportunity for Goodwin to gain some game experience, put him in there and let him, let him work some things and let the offensive line work some things out because I felt like, I feel like the pass blocking is a lot worse than the run blocking because with the run blocking, I think it could be solved if you get Chris Rodriguez back. And I think I think we will at some point, surely. At some point, yeah. But the pass blocking is still kind of iffy because you got there was a couple plays there where Levis was running for his life, and he and he was trying to throw the ball away, and there was a couple, and, and that can lead to to bad situations and lead to interceptions and turnovers if we ain't careful. Oh yeah, I mean. You know, the, the pass blocking does have to, the offensive line period has to improve. And that's what I, I mean, I think our big five star, Keontae Goodwin, uh, probably will get a little bit of playing time the next couple of games, um, get him some game experience and see how he does. Um, you know, you can play up to four games now and still redshirt. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's really no reason to hold him back. You know, these next two games, he could definitely play if, uh, you know, the coaches thinks that he's not ready for the SEC level. Then, you know, hold him back and let's redshirt him this year. I agree. And, and, you know, I'll be honest with you, man. There was so much emotion on that defensive side of the ball tonight. Like, I watched pretty much the entire game. I might have missed a spot here and there at halftime, but. Other than that, I watched pretty much the entire game and, you know, emotionally, this defense put a lot of effort into going down there and winning that game. You know, Brad White and that defense came down there to win that football game. And Absolutely. that's, and that's what they did. They I took mean, that game. You, you could see it in the way they played. I mean, they were just fired up and, and all over the place, spying Richardson everywhere he went. Um, you know, and I tell you who really played a good game, and a lot of people's not going to notice it in the score column, is Carrington Valentine. Yeah, because he because he, he, he made he game. made a play there when it was fourth and I think four with um I think it was the time the first time when Florida went forward on fourth down six minutes to go, um he knocked a he knocked a pass away, and then he knocked a pass away early in the second half. When a player was going up for the ball and he knocked the ball down, so he's he's got beat on a couple on a couple plays, but he's also made a couple good plays too. So 
But overall, my MVP, I'm just going to go with our MVPs of the night. Um, I'm going to go offensively. Um, I'm going to go with Dan Key. I felt like he had a good game. Um, but on defense, I'm going to go with Jordan Wright. I think on defense, I mean, I know that Keydron Smith made the pick six, but I'm telling you, Jordan Wright was the difference in this game. And he I was am, all over the field. Like he was all over the all over the field. Yeah, I mean, he was he definitely was. the difference in this game. He was. And, and I am so thankful that he got cleared to play in this game because without Jordan Wright, I don't think we'd go go to Florida and win. I'll tell you. And and like I'll back my statement up on the offensive MVP. I think Dane Key deserves it, but I'm gonna I'll tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm I'm gonna go a little uh, north, a little south here. I'm gonna take it away and uh, give the tight ends a love tonight. Yeah, the um, first in the, in the first half, the tight ends. I really love the way we were using our tight ends. Well, we're we're using the tight ends a lot more this year. You know, with Jordan Dingle and Keaton Upshaw. Um, and, and, and I love that. And Cummings. Brendan Bates going, caught a couple of passes. Brendan Bates, yeah. So they're going to open up the, they're going to open up the tight end a lot more this year. And I like it because if you remember when we first, um, I think it was 2018, we opened it up quite a bit with CJ Conrad and Terry Wilson. They was, they was a hookup about all the time. And Patrick Tolls did that a lot with him. Um, there's a name you haven't heard in a while. <laughs> right. But, but, you know, CJ Conrad was a good tight end, but now we got three of them that can be threats. And you add the whole threats with Chauncey Magwood. You got, um, Tavion Robinson on one side. Barry and Brown had kind of an off night. He might, I tell you where Barry and Brown, there was a play there. Was it late in the first half or the second half? If he would have caught a pass, he would have been going in for six. Instead, he dropped the ball. You remember that? Yeah. I, I think if he would have made that, it would have gave him a little bit of confidence. But you can't blame it on – you can't blame everything on everybody because not everybody's going to play a perfect game every night. You know, you talk about offensive MVP, and this is – I mean, Dane Key made the catch of the night. Now, Magwood did make a uh, a tip catch that was, that was pretty um, significant as well in the game. Um, and the tight ends played really well and, and caught a – quite a few passes combining all of them together um but i'm gonna tell you i really i really liked the way cavassier smoke played in the second half um i i you know first half no but you know he he broke through and had several you know 9 10 11 13 i think he had maybe a 14 or 15 yard carry Mm -hmm. um and had several of those in the second half, and I really think that made that made the difference in the game. If if we well, had, if we hadn't have been able to do that, I think our offense would have been different in the second half. It would have. And as I say this, so you want a score update, Mister Mister Brad? Yeah, sure. Georgia Southern is about to go into Nebraska and take down the Cornhuskers. Yeah, I want to. One of the uh, right now, Nebraska has the ball at the 34 of Georgia Southern, 
with 10 seconds to go, so they can get a field goal and send this to overtime. So the Sun Belt's going to knock off two Power 5 teams this today? Is that what you're saying? Either way, either way it happens. You, I believe um, Scott Frost might be clearing his desk up Monday morning if he loses this one. Um, that'll be right before the Oklahoma game. I think, they, <laughs> I think they play Oklahoma next week. Yeah, they play Oklahoma next week, yeah. Yeah. Um, LSU won the night, 65 to 17. These are just some scores I'll update you on. Um, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Up, up there. USC beat Stanford 41 28. USC, which that was a game we said could go either way, but USC put up 505 total yards. They got a good offense. Their defense is just what we, we had questioned their defense a little bit. Right. Um, Virginia Tech beat Boston College 27 10. Auburn. Barely beat San Jose State, 24-16. Wow. They got Penn State coming to town next week. So, right, and that, that's that's at their house. Yeah, and, and I wouldn't take Penn State lightly. This is this is not a bad Penn State team, as we've seen against um, Purdue the other night, Thursday night. Well, one game I'm going to update. So Kansas knocked off West Virginia tonight. That, that that surprised me to be honest. I, I thought West Virginia would play better, um, but Kansas might be better than we thought they would be. Kansas is now two and zero, and West Virginia is zero and two, and they knocked off um, West Virginia tonight. And I think that's a pretty big upset tonight. As I say this, let me see. Nebraska game has went final. Georgia Southern has knocked off Nebraska. Wow. Forty-five to forty-two. There were several upsets today. You know, one we didn't talk about earlier. Wisconsin went down at home against Washington State tonight. Tonight. That's that's pretty that's pretty uh, shocking to say the least, don't you think? Yes, I mean that was a, a home game for Wisconsin, and they were ranked nineteenth in the country, and you know probably one of the top three or four teams predicted in the Big Ten, and Washington State has a new coach. This is just his second game. Um, you know, struggled a little bit last week against Idaho. Was it Idaho they played? Uh, Idaho, I believe, yeah. Yeah, and, and and just won like 24-17 last week against Idaho. Somebody put on Twitter, Georgia Southern beats Nebraska. Scott Frost is getting his desk cleared out as we speak. <laughs> you know, um, I, he's in trouble. Scott Frost he, is in trouble. How do you, how do you lose? How do you even have the kind of years that he's had at Nebraska, and they still hanging on to him? I but I, I'm with you though. He's gone. I believe after this year, it's. Well, he might not even make it this year. He might not even make it till Sunday yeah. by the morning. So, so the Sun Belt's come out and played good today. The Sun Belt has played amazing today, to be quite honest with you. Um, another game that I want to update: um, Iowa State knocked off Iowa tonight. Oh, did they win that one game? They I watched did. a little bit of it. They won. They won the game ten to seven. It was the final oh, score. It's been the. You know, the best game of the day, we'll, we'll look at this, was my favorite was Tennessee and Pittsburgh. Um, it was back and forth, and Pittsburgh, I'll be honest with you, Pittsburgh actually 
should have won the game. They played really good on defense. They shut Tennessee down in the second half at times. So everybody was worried about Pitt shutting Tennessee down. Well, Pitt played a pretty good defensive game. Well, yeah, they, they were down. I mean, they'd give up 24 points in the first half. And, and it went into overtime at 27 all. So they held Tennessee to three points in the second half. No, Idaho played, played Indiana tonight. That was right. No, I was talking about last week. Oh, last week. Okay. They played, I think Idaho played Washington State last week. I think. I'm pretty sure that's who they played. As we're speaking here, Baylor's behind three nothing to BYU in the second quarter. Um, and Mississippi State is behind the Arizona 7-6, not even halfway through the first quarter. And Arizona's on the march again. So this Arizona team, this might be a danger game for Mike Leach and uh, Mississippi State. This Arizona team, I'm going to be honest with you, John, I, I just don't think that they are all that great. But it is at Arizona. Um, well, and, It's and, on and the and West the Coast. Dude. It's and on the West Coast. Different. Yeah, it's on the West Coast. Time zone different. Altitude's yeah. different. So, you know, I'm not going to say that it's there's not a few challenges there. Um, but to be honest with you, it's a game that Mississippi State should go and win. Now, you know, you get you still got to play the game. So, uh, um, oh, another game that we need to update is Texas Tech beat Houston tonight in a yeah. In, in a double overtime. And who who, who had that game? <laughs> uh, me? No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me ask you a real quick question before we log off for the night and and let the fans enjoy this major win. What was the biggest disappointment today as far as games-wise? I mean – Let me let me give you mine, okay? Um Kansas State and Missouri was mine. I thought Missouri put, would play better than that. Um, and they just never showed up to play. They was behind, I think, 30 to 12, 30 to 6 at one point. And the final ended up being 40 to 12. And Missouri only had 222 total yards. After last week, really kind of showing out on the offense. Of course, it was against a lower tier team. Um, but, you know, uh, Eli Drink, Eli Drink was was you know on a couple of shows this week. I've seen interviews and stuff, and you know they they kind of were feeling good about themselves and thought maybe they had um, found some stuff on the offense, but they sure didn't show it tonight. I tell you something too, good good on Adrian Martinez. You know he he struggled at Nebraska. Um, he was having a rough time and. Now I think K State they're what two and zero, and they play Tulane next week. And then they got a big date with Oklahoma at Oklahoma coming up the twenty fourth. So good on them. Deuce Vaughn had a big game. He had twenty four carries for one hundred forty five yards and two touchdowns. So you know that's a good that's a good Kansas State team. And oh, yeah. my biggest my biggest I wouldn't say it's a big concern, but I'm not. Real sold on South Carolina. I'm not either. And I I've mean, been saying that South Carolina has to play Georgia next week. Uh, Listen know. to this schedule. This is what gets me. They play Georgia, 
Then they play Charlotte and South Carolina State. But then they play Kentucky and Texas A&M right back to back. I've told you, even in our preview shows, I told you that South Carolina may be 0-4 in the SEC. You said it. I did say it. (laughs) I did say it. South Carolina, everybody had been talking about South Carolina and thinking that they were going to be on the up and up this year. I'm looking at their schedule now. Now, you know, they could very well be 0-4 in the SEC um, seven games into the season. So I got a few more little nuggets and tidbits. Well, I'll tell you my disappointment before we go to that. So my biggest biggest disappointment is Texas A&M today. I mean, yeah, it, it that, was, that that's at home. It was ugly. That's at home. Um, they're supposed to have the 12th man, the home field advantage, in you know at Kyle Field there. Um, they have had, you know, the best recruiting class ever. They had the most five stars coming in ever. They had the best. Um, points and I think, stuff. I think some of them are for next year, too, though. Like, some of them ain't going to be playing this year. Right. I mean, they're freshmen. Don't get me wrong. I yeah, understand. They're, they're freshmen. I'm, I'm not saying. But, you know, Jimbo Fisher, Jimbo Fisher has has gotten quite a bit of talent to come to Texas A&M. And, you know, I'm just not sure. Is there another coach – in the country that does less with more. Well, in that in that regard, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't, and you I'm, can't claim the defense today. The offense is where the problem lies. Well, you know, the quarterback play is. I said, is, I said, I wasn't disastrous. sold on Hayes King. The quarterback play is absolutely disastrous. I mean, he had 97 yards today total. I'm pretty sure. The defense done their part. They tried. They they played hard. Defense made some plays, but App State, but App State did what a lot of teams don't do to Texas A&M. They run it down their neck late in the game, and it was just evident that App State wanted this game more than Texas A&M hey, did. I'm going to give a I'm going to give a shout out to Bryce Chase. Isn't that his name, or is it the other way around? Chase Bryce. Chase Bryce. All right. I'm sorry, I, I had to had to get it wrong right there. So anyway, but he is the quarterback for Appalachian State, and I mean this kid is a baller. He um, didn't do a lot either. Like he didn't. He just done enough to win. Oh, I know. But this kid, like, he's a baller. I mean he, he he's intense, you know, and um. People's their running back was really good too. Yeah, but you know they have they have a good running back, good quarterback, and I just want to give a shout out to him, man. I mean, it, shout out to Eastern Kentucky tonight. Bowling Green lost a bye game to Eastern. All right, Eastern won in seven overtimes. Seven overtimes. And listen to this. This is not even. Half of what happened, they tried to do a hook and ladder with the lineman, Eastern did, during the the game. <laughs> Eastern Kentucky, I'll, I'll try to post it. They done. I was trying to do a hook and ladder with an offensive lineman. 
and it was the funniest thing you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> and I'm thinking, how are they going to do that with that guy? It was pretty much near the out of bounds play, so it really didn't it didn't work. But it was it was really funny how it, how it happened. But one more thing before we get off here, let's give a shout out to We Are Marshall. They Absolutely. went into South. They went Absolutely. into South Bend, and they beat Notre Dame. Yeah, and Notre Dame team has done, really done it with pick six and done it with defense um, towards the end of the game. I mean, held held uh, Notre Dame. I mean, to 15 points till late in the game there. Um, so you know, uh, Notre Dame was favored by 20 and a half points. Yeah. And I'm one other one other team that I want to kind of give a shout out to that that uh, not too many people are going to recognize or be talking about, and that's Syracuse. Uh, Syracuse. I know you. I know you're going with that. Syracuse, man, they got a good running back. Um, they got a they got a good quarterback, and they have a good offense. Now I don't know that they're going to be able to make a whole bunch of noise in the ACC when things start, when they start playing ACC games. But, you know, they beat Louisville last week 31-7, to and tonight they beat UConn 48-14. to um, And I know UConn is not – this is just uh, um, their new coach, Jim Meyer Jr.'s um, first year there. Jim Moore, yeah. Jim Moore, Jim Moore Jr.'s first I get, year there. I get confused too. I always think it's another name for some yeah. reason. I, I get his dad uh, confused. You know, they, uh, they, they've had two really good games, and and I think they deserve to have a shout out. Syracuse well, is is on the up I'll, and up. I'll say this: Week three is coming up, and there's a few games I'm interested in. We'll talk more about that next week, but. There's a few games that I got my eye on, and I'd like to like to give about three or four of them, I'd like to say. Miami and Texas A&M play next week. Um, I think this is huge for Texas A&M. Well, that's going to be a big game for A&M. Because if they, if they lose that game, they're looking at possibly maybe a 7-5 and five or 8-4 and four season. Absolutely. And that's one game on the menu that I'm are looking at. Make, are, are they going to make a quarterback change this week? It depends. It just – I think you roll with who you got because I don't – I'm not a big fan of Max Johnson, but I think Max Johnson could be a better option at this point. Um, and then you got – next week you got Texas Tech and NC State. That's another good one. Um, Texas Tech's 2-0. and NC State's 2-0. and That will be a good game to watch. Yeah. Um, Mississippi State travels to Death Valley and LSU. That'll be a that'll be a game to watch for SEC. Um, Kansas goes to Houston, so we'll see how good Kansas really is next week. Um, I wonder which team's going to win by a field goal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then you got Penn State Auburn next week. Um, BYU goes to Oregon. Um, Vanderbilt goes on the road and plays at Husky Stadium in Northern Illinois. That's a game that Vanderbilt could drop. Right, Northern Illinois is who we play in a couple of weeks at home, and they're, they're know, not they're, a bad team. They're predicted to possibly win the MAC, and the right. other team was Miami of Ohio. Um, we took care of them, though. 
Right. So, you know, I'm just California. saying we, we played both of the top teams out of the MAC this year. Then you got California going to Notre Dame, which California is a really good football team. Notre Dame's in trouble. They're in trouble. Cal is averaging 34 points a game right now. Notre Dame has a pretty tough schedule. If you look at their schedule, they still they they got to play Clemson later in the season. At Syracuse. Um, they yeah they play Syracuse. They play USC. Um, I mean, Notre Dame's in trouble. And then the sneaky game of next week, I think, I wouldn't say it's sneaky, but it, it's it's one that you might want to keep an eye on is Purdue goes to Syracuse. Um, if Syracuse can go 3-0 and and win a game like that against Purdue, this might raise a little noise in Syracuse country. Syracuse goes to Purdue? No, Purdue goes to Syracuse. Oh, Purdue goes to Syracuse. To the carrier, okay. carrier Dome, yeah. It's a, it's a noon kickoff. All right. That's and then the Friday night game, this is the one I want to talk about, is Florida State goes to Louisville. Can Florida State finally get over this hump and go 3-0 and and build a, some momentum with a Louisville team that barely scraped 20 points last, what was it, last night? Yeah, it was Friday night game. They didn't play good. Their defense saved the day. Um, so there's a, there's a few games next week that I got my – but I think the games this week, there was a lot more. Well, South Carolina and Georgia is next week too. That should be a yeah, good game. I don't think – I just don't think South Carolina hangs within 10, 15 points. I mean, I just – it's at Columbia. Um, it's a night game. Uh, no, actually, it's a day game. It's a noon kickoff on ESPN. And listen to these numbers. I'll just give these out real quick. South Carolina is 110th in total yards, um, passing yards. They're 72nd in the country. Rushing, they're 111th. On third downs, they're 123rd. And on time of possession, they're 17th. But that that don't really give a – a number on what really goes on there. But all the talk about Spencer Rattler and this offense, and those numbers don't look good at all. Nope. And he got a bunch of his stuff today on garbage touchdowns. You know, I've been saying in Arkansas didn't a while that I well wasn't either. sold on South Carolina yet. And Arkansas didn't play the best game either. No. Um, they didn't. You know, Michigan but, Michigan's winning big uh, against Hawaii, Hawaii against Hawaii yeah, tonight, forty two to three. Forty nine now they scored again. Oh, um, okay. Mississippi State's up twelve seven now, so this this should be a good game. I'm I'm gonna get off here and watch it. I'm gonna watch flip it back between Baylor and BYU, so and uh Indiana's got a chance at going looks like if Indiana wins tonight, they'll be two and oh. Compared to last year when they what went two and was it two and nine I think one and nine I think they went two and ten I believe last year. But listen to their schedule though they play Western Kentucky next week and then they play at Cincinnati and at Nebraska they got a shot to beat Nebraska. Huh. Everybody does. Every, everybody else does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, the Brian Kelly era went wild tonight. Did you did you see on the that SEC podcast where a fan snuck down onto the field right during the middle of a play, it was going on, and the fan was just standing right on the field. No, I didn't see they, that. They was uh, 
a play had happened, and he was just standing in the secondary while while they was playing. I'm gonna be honest. When I'm watching the UK in a big game like that, I don't do much channel surfing. So, <laughs> but uh, but it was awesome getting to do this with you tonight. Um, we'll do our pickums next week. Um, probably we'll set it up what Friday night. Um, we might do some NFL. Are we going to um, do some? Are we going to do some recap on Monday or? Uh, we can. Um, tomorrow's NFL opening. Well, opening week was Thursday, but there's some decent games on tomorrow. Um, I like to give a, a few games that I have my own. Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, would be a good game. Um, Cincinnati's favored by seven. It's at Cincinnati. Um, New England, Miami, would be a good game. Miami, listen to this. They're favored three and a half over New England. That's that's unheard of for the Dolphins. Well, in the last, in the last three, what, three or four years? Yeah, yeah. Um, Cleveland returns to face their old guy and uh, Baker Mayfield. That, right. that should be interesting. Um, but the big game of the night is Tampa Bay against Dallas. Um, Dak Prescott is back. Tom Brady is back. Um, the the line is two and a half. It's an eight twenty kickoff. It's on uh, NBC. Old, um, it's man, at, old man Tom Brady's back, huh? It's at Dallas. So, <laughs> and the Monday night football game would be a good one. Denver and Seattle. Um, Russell Wilson goes back to his home, his home place in Seattle. How do you think they'll, they'll they'll reward him? You think they'll boo him, or you think they'll cheer him? Or well, I mean, he did win a title for him, so I would think they would cheer him. I, I think I think they will. Um, I think I think Denver wins. Seattle's quarterback situation is not real good right now. <laughs> well, Green Bay plays Minnesota. That should be a good game. It's at Minnesota. Yeah. It's a picking yeah. game, actually. Yeah, it's at Minnesota, and, uh, you know. Um, that's a team that I have on my radar to be in a dark horse. Is, it could um, be. So that's, that could so. be a good game on Sunday. Oh, and Las Vegas Raiders play the Chargers. That should be an up-and-down up and game tempo-wise. You got Hor- Herbert at quarterback. You got – um, what's the quarterback for Las Vegas? I lost train of thought it being late. Um, uh, oh. what's his name? Uh, quarterback. Um, I can't even think of it. Carr. It, it, Carr. David Carr. Yeah. Derek Carr. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of his brother. Yeah. Um. Then they got the wide receiver from Green Bay, Devontae Adams, and trade this soft season. So that should be a fun game as well. So, but it was fun talking with you tonight, man. Yeah, man, I I enjoy doing this. So hopefully, I thought to be honest with you, I thought we might have a couple of people on. I had kind of tried to line up a couple of more people to come on and we'll, give we'll, us. We'll a get little... some call-ins. We'll do the. We'll we'll put seven in here if we have to at one time. Yeah, I mean, I thought I had lined up maybe a couple of people to come on, but apparently they were. Oh uh, uh, well, they're enjoying the Kentucky win. It's either that. Them. It's either that or it's too late and they fell asleep or something. I'm exactly. not sure. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for letting me be on tonight. I enjoyed this. Uh, we'll do this every week if you want. Um, I think the fans enjoy it, and we enjoy it. We love talking college football. It's. I'm just glad it's back. Um, now, there's some teams that, you know, I feel like might be good, and there's some teams that today I just didn't – you know, I watched Alabama. I, did, I wasn't impressed. Um, I wasn't either. I wasn't impressed with Alabama. I'm impressed with Texas. I think Texas got a good football team. I think their their offense needs to get better. 
Um, but here's what I'm going to say about Alabama, though. Bad. Their offense wasn't bad. They just lost their quarterback. It's just, you know, they'll have to get better with the backup if Ewers is out for a period well, of time. Didn't Pittsburgh lose their quarterback late in the game? Clovis, yeah, he got hurt. And Patty, I, Patty, I think is his name, um, for Pitt, Pittsburgh, he come in and he, he played pretty good, but he just don't have the explosiveness that um, Slovis had early in the game. Well, I'm going to say this about Alabama. Alabama early in the season usually has a stinker or two, um, you know, and Saban almost always figures it out and gets his, gets the best out of his team. So, you know, today sh- sure wasn't the best for Alabama, but I expect Alabama to be Alabama. So, um, you know, they did sneak, have to sneak one out today. I'm going to, uh, one of the last things I want to talk about with you and ask you about is, so where do you think Florida lands after the loss tonight to UK? Um, do you, I mean, do you think they stay in the polls? They had jumped all the way up to 12th in the AP, 19th, I think, in the coaches poll. Do they stay in the polls? Um, I think Florida drops out, to be honest. I think a loss like that, and especially with how they played offensively, I just don't – maybe they get to 23, maybe they get to 25, but I don't think they – I think they drop pretty far. And I think Kentucky even moves up quite a bit. I think they move up – I wouldn't be shocked if Kentucky moved up to 12th because yeah. you look at Texas A&M got beat, Notre Dame got beat, uh, Pittsburgh got beat. Uh, Pittsburgh got beat. So Kentucky's got a good chance of moving into the top 15. Wisconsin got beat. It was 19th in front of them. Yeah. So Kentucky's going to move up a little bit. Yeah. Does, does, does Notre Dame fall completely out? I think they do. You lose to Marshall, which they lost to Ohio State. That's a, that's probably one of the top three teams in the country. I mean, they played them close. So I think the drop, they didn't drop them much there, but losing to Marshall, though, at home, I think it drops them quite a bit. It might even drop them out. But the team that impressed me today was Georgia. Did you watch any of the Georgia game? No, I did not watch the Georgia yeah, game. Yeah, they was playing Sanford. Everybody's going to say, well, they're playing Sanford. They wouldn't play nobody, but they're just so dynamic on offense. They know how to make plays for the receivers. Um, Stetson Bennett is a really good quarterback. He's better than what people give him credit for. Hey, wait a second. So, they didn't cover the spread. <laughs> no, it was, it was 33 to nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, for those betters out there, Georgia didn't cover the spread. I think they were favored like 52 or something. They was. Yeah. But, uh, but great uh, having you on tonight, man, and, and doing this. Yeah, man. It's been fun. We'll, uh, We'll we'll do some more next week and do our pickums and UK preview and might even do our uh, recap. But this might suffice for the recap. It just depends. Yeah, we'll this, talk about this, re- this recap was pr- was pretty neat. Yeah. So uh, we'll talk about it and we'll see you guys uh, next week. And we look forward to being on with you, John. I hope you have a good night, man. You too, man. Have a good one. It's a good game, so let's uh, let's celebrate. Let's let's do it. Go Cats! All right, man. I'll catch y'all. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, anybody that's on, we want to appreciate you being on with us. And um, you can find us um, on Facebook, 
you can find us on Twitter, Ball Down South, um, and you can. We also have a YouTube channel if anybody wants to see some uh, some of our videos that we've done on YouTube, Ball Down South TV. Uh, we done some uh, prediction preseason videos on there. We might ought to change that prediction for Washington State. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you you can catch us on there as well. So. Uh, give us a follow. We're on Apple. We're on iTunes or Apple iTunes. We're on Google. We're on um, iHeartRadio, Spotify. Give us a we're follow. Every, we we're would, everywhere. Yep. I, I would love to. We, we would love to have you uh, give us a follow and download um, <clears throat> our pods for you. And uh, we'll be on.